And it was a much-needed win, especially in a game where they were leading by 13 at some point. And then last night's game was a pure representation of when you just don't have it. That's that's what's wrong with the New York Knickerbockers. It's how the Knicks have been playing. Like I said, second in points, second in field goal percentage against three points. You got to question yourself. And, and this game showed every aspect of it. The ISO, we have the, we, the, the bench scoring has, has, has disappeared. Boy, Nick Baca has, and I'll be, I'll be hosting around today. So Steve wants to, you know, he wants to lean back today. Um, he's a little tied up. And, you know, I have him duct taped to his, you know, this computer chair right now. It's the Knickerbocker Avenue Fan Forum on the Bleed Blue Show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a you know special all-star break edition of the Knickerbocker Ave Fan Forum. I'm your boy, Knickerbocker Ave, the Knicks Media Assassin. I got my boy Steve with me. Steve, say hello to everybody. Hello, people. Hello. They still do all-star weekends? Shit. <laughs> apparently they do, and apparently they make a big deal of it. But I'm gonna be full, I'm gonna be very, very, very honest. I did not watch a single thing about it except for maybe five minutes of the Rising Stars Challenge. That's it. Okay. okay. I, I, I could care less about the I could care less about the three point shootout, which I heard Randall was horrible. I, I couldn't care about the slam dunk because I heard Sims was horrible. And anything else was pretty much, you know, if you had nothing else to watch, then, yeah, sure, watch it. But it oh, came on the see, same time as Elimination. It came on at the same time as WWE's Elimination Chamber. And it's, it's just the road to WrestleMania. It's kind of hard to, you know, kind of, like, overlook that, you know? Yeah, that's the kinda problem. Hard. Right there. If you, like, you know, we watch a lot of TV shows. or You know, Dominic's a, a, a guru when it comes to... TV show, movie recommendations, so much fucking good shit out there. Like, so that's where I'd be at. Or, or, or have, like, I watch a lot of college basketball around this time of the year. Um, I'm jumping, you know, I'm about to jump into the MLS season starts this weekend. So I, I all star like, see, I, like the way I look at all star games, like I haven't watched one in twenty plus years, probably the end of the nineties, dude. Like, like I go to, I, I used to go to weekends hard, like, well, I went to like four, you know what I'm saying? That's fun, like the parties, the events, but that was in my younger years. But as far as staying in and literally watching an all star game or three point contest, ah man, I got, I got better things to do with my time. But if they, if they liked it, I loved it, you know, and there's no. Hey, the last time I probably remember actually watching the All Star Game was maybe about uh, the last time that they came here. No, it's the last. It's the last time that they actually came to New York, and I watched like the whole weekend, and and that was it. And that was because I was actually you know there for some of it. But aside from that, I I didn't really participate in anything else. I mean, and I and I'm like you. I used to go to all the ones when they used to come to L.A. Um, Whenever they used to come here, um, I I think I remember to an All Star game I went in Philly like years ago. And it's been a while since I actually got to really enjoy it. But then again, the format of it, I just don't like it. I don't like it, you know, that it's not the East versus the West like it used to be. It's, you know, Team LeBron versus Team whoever. Don't right, like right. It. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, we got the guys on with us. Av, we'll, we'll talk uh, grades first half of the Knicks. Of course, look forward to what the professors have got to say. I see Dom with us. I think this is Bishop who's with us. Dom, Bishop, what up, guys? How you doing? What's up, what's up, Dom? Good evening, fellas. 
Steve, I was about to say, unless the earth took a strange turn, me and you haven't watched the All-Star game in a minute. Nah, I haven't watched it in the 21st right. century. I don't think I watched yeah, it you're right, all Steve. in the 21st century. I'll go to the weekend. Nah, like, yeah. I was going to weekend. I, like, I, I went to the one in Vegas in, like, 08. You know, I remember flying out of JFK. I remember I was, like, the last flight out of JFK because it was a big blizzard. And we got to Vegas, it was like 80 degrees. It was crazy. But outside of that, like, I go to the weekends. And when I say the weekends, I'm not talking about the festivities. I'm not talking about the contests and the game. I'm talking about the parties, the, you know, things of that nature. You know, like, that shit is crazy. If you ever done, like, that, there's a lot of stuff going on around it, dog. But I don't know. It may have changed yeah. up because I haven't been to one in a while. You know what I'm saying? The last time I've been to I an think- All-Star, uh, any sport was the Pro Bowl. That was right, right before COVID in Orlando. But that's the that's the last thing I've done. I think when I think once my sons got to be about seventeen and eighteen, when they really didn't want to sit around me for that long, that's yeah. that's what it really was like. And you're right, Steve. There's too many good shows and series on to be wasting my weekend. Nah, yeah, nah, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. For, I'm like, ready for this. Um, me and you and Av, we are sports guys, but you know how I think, Dom. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I watch sports all the time, college basketball, Knicks, and all that. We'll bring on Bishop. But, listen, I, I got to find every little piece of time I can to get to those shows. So I know what the hell is going on mm-hmm. with The Wire. And when the professor calls in and says The Wire is the greatest show of all time, I know what the fuck he's talking about because I watched it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> guys, we got to be ready for the I, I remember, I remember that show. I couldn't believe you never saw it. Actually, it took me a long time. It took me a long time to get started, but once you started mentioning it, I fucking, I started getting all the DVDs together and I started watching it and just binge watching it while I had, you know, during the COVID stuff. Right. Oh my god! Did wow. you did you finish it, Ab? Did you finish? I just, I, I'm on the last disc, so uh, I'm not. I'm on the last disc right now, um, and I and, and I plan on and I plan on hitting it hitting it hard. Um, Probably this weekend, oh, you know, bar any games. Oh, yeah, good oh, guy, good guy. Man. I didn't know you did yeah. not watch that. I thought you already don't watch that. But yeah, to be honest with you, Don, a lot of those HBO shows at that time, I didn't watch because I didn't have HBO. So I played catch-up, like, later on right. after the fact. That was The Wire, 20, you know, 24 is not an HBO show, but you get the point that it's Sopranos, those type of shows. So, yeah. I but, never, uh, yeah, I never cool. watched that, Steve. Huh? I never saw that Which series. One? It's Sopranos. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Definitely watch it. Absolutely. It will be top ten. My stepson's addicted to that show. One yeah, of my stepkids, he's addicted to that show. But let's let's uh, let's bring on Bishop. Let him join the conversation, and let's get the let's get the show started. I got a rent. I got a I got to work up. All right, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, what's Bishop? How you doing, brother? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, the Bishop is good. <laughs> I did watch the All Star. I did watch the All Star festivities. You take them for what it's worth. It's all the commentary. Everybody trying to dictate what millionaires and billionaires should do, how they should play, what they should say, how they should look. It's like, oh, you just got to take it for what it's worth. It's like the All Star game is it's not like you won a championship once you win the game. It's just, okay, for bragging rights. Okay, some of these guys, it's like it's not it's not that serious. It's not that serious for them. You know, uh-huh. even when it used to be competitive, at the end of it, everybody packs up, goes home, 
and keeps it pushing for the season. It's like it's not like you know you can say, well, we won the All Star game, the East one or the West one or whatever. I could care less about the format. The three point shooting, as long as the person who win, who's supposed to win wins, the slam dunk contest is always going to be whack. These guys are not really in it for the right reasons. And then, you know, this year you had uh, uh, Eminem there. And it's just like, that. we've seen those dunks before. I mean, I've seen them. It's like Dennis Smith Jr. does does those same kind of dunks. So uh, I never even heard of Mac McClung. It's like, obviously, um, if he was uh, that good, that he would have a roster spot in the league. So... It was uh, uh, the hype around that was a little like okay excessive. We've seen guys dunk before. We've seen little guys dunk before. So Nate Robinson dunk. Nate Robinson won a slam dunk contest like two three times. So that's all I gotta say about that. Outstanding, outstanding work. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the festivities, Steve. Um, Bishop, I like to take the floor for for a few seconds just to air something out that's a grievance of mine that has been going on for the last you know for far too long that I don't really address too much and I'm not going to name names I'm not going to do that I'm not going to drop a mixtape and start you know name dropping everybody but it just goes as goes to show you mixed Twitter hot topic in you know you know in, in, in most spaces in most podcasts in most um, situations most broadcasts around you know around the world mixed Twitter I am thoroughly convinced. That Knicks Twitter hates the Knicks. I don't know why that is. But anybody who goes on Knicks Twitter, and I call it Knicks Twitter because you actually have to go on Twitter and then, you know, put the hashtag Knicks, New York Forever, Knicks Nation, Orange and Blue Skies, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But if you go on Twitter and, and consistently go on to these spaces, you see, I had spaces scheduled this weekend. But I, didn't, I didn't even bother doing it because – I just, something inside me told me that I should really think twice about who I'm inviting to these spaces and who I'm going to be bringing on and who's going to be joining in on the peripherals. But I've, I've listened to enough Knicks spaces, you know, to last me a lifetime that I can just honestly say that Knicks, the, the, the Knicks Twitter hates the New York Knicks. These are not Knicks fans. Obviously, every single one of them, thinks that they are, you know, a qualified general manager or executive vice president of, of player operations in, in, in any NBA city, especially here in New York, feel that they have the, the – that they know what they're talking about. When they start talking about, you know, who the coach should be, who these players are, what these players should be doing, which players should they be playing – this, this all started really, you know, to ramp up very heavily, you know, this off, you know, during the season when Cameron got benched. And it got worse over time now that he's been gone. And I feel that deep down inside, Knicks fans are the ultimate downfall of the New York Knicks franchise. Why else would you consider why James Dolan – and that in Madison Square Garden Company and anybody associated with Knicks has not, under any circumstances, made any you know necessary changes that will actually forego a long-term future and, and success. Why? Because if we're going to constantly go on Twitter and start and start hashtagging Knicks Twitter, Knicks Universe, Knicks this, Knicks that, 
you know, or, or hashtagging idiots on freaking on Twitter that that just so happen to have their own little, uh, I guess, their own narrative. You then kind of like feed into that garbage. And I've just come to the realization that I'm going to probably deactivate my Twitter account. I probably am. What? <laughs> I probably will have to either deactivate my Twitter or just stay the fuck off of it. Because well, be, aside be, from that, be, 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 the, be the change you want to be, man. Like, I, I'm not. Right. Just, exactly. Exactly. If you don't like what they got to say, you let them know how you feel. You know. You guys, you guys are absolutely, you you guys are absolutely right. But but, but you see, at the same time, you know, what's that old saying, Dom? And see, you know, if you want to attract, if you want to convert change, you have to attract like-minded people to you know to institute and incorporate that change. And there's just no change in some of these idiots. There's no change in the change you want to be. Right, Ab, Ab, Ab. Before you go any further, let me just tell you one thing. This really started snowballing about 10 months ago when, when you guys weren't even involved in these spaces. I, I basically got into this because people invited me when it first took off. The problem right. became, the problem became that because I say it, it has to be. And then if it don't happen, I'm going to move the goalposts. The goalpost has moved so many times with Nick Twitter that it's in another stadium right now. Because, see, they didn't like what I would say. And, 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 and honestly, I won't deactivate my account, but I'm not going to get involved with that no more. Because I know I've aggravated people to, to such a degree that they really had nothing else to say. Because after a while, you can't keep saying what you're saying, and it hasn't happened. And then you say, well, it's not a narrative. Yes, it is a narrative. If you said 10 <laughs> months ago and, and the calendar then changed and you've been saying the same thing, get rid of Julius Randle, fuck Tom Thibodeau, play the kids. And here's what really threw everybody for a loop. And this is where I gave up because I would put the same people on blast. Play the kids. We're playing the kids. Now, now what is it? It ain't the cute kids. It, it ain't the kid you like. It ain't the kid with the curly hair. What is it now? This, there go the goalposts. The goalposts just kept yeah. being moved. So it became it became where just me and a couple of guys that I met and we become pretty good friends and, and I would chime in with theirs. Other than that, the, these fly by nights, it's you can look at the name. Uh, Steve, you mm-hmm. can look at the name of who's hosting the space and you've got the whole two hours down pat. It's the same thing. Obi Toppin is Connie um, Hawkins. Tom Thibodeau sucks. Julius Randle got to go. It's the same thing. And people will do this for two hours. The same shit. Um, it's, a hot topic. it's a hot button topic. Yeah, it's, a hot it's not button even a hot topic. button topic, Bishop. It's just a narrative that can't be explained. I, so we move the goalposts. Okay, hold on, guys. I got it's an sickness. opinion, but I, got, I have an opinion on it. But have you have anything else to that? your opinion on that because I actually have something that's actually against what you guys are just saying, but go ahead. Ab, if you have anything else to say before we get into well, these grades. Well, it's, 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 uh, I think Dominic just summed it up for me perfectly is that the, 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 you know, the narrative gets to be so repetitive and it's just, it's just nauseating to, to think that these are, these are actually people that actually say that they root for the Knicks. Because if you can act, if you can honestly, 
because we go on this platform every week, and we will dog the Knicks when they're bad, praise them when they're good, and then give us a, a, a give of our opinion. Uh, and, and, and more or less, we try to sound logical and reasonable, um, you know, for the most part. But if you listen to some of these spaces, and I know I'm probably plugging them more right now just by by mentioning them, but if you listen to them, and if you notice, you know, the, especially like the age of the, of the hosts, if they're under thirty, something is wrong. You're going to be listening to nothing, nothing more of this repetitive bullshit of fire Tom Thibodeau, trade Julius Randle, play the kids, we need to build through the draft, blah, 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 blah. We need to get on player development, I mean, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Man. Let me be real quick because I know we, we got to get, get on with the show, but I'm going to slightly disagree with both you and Don for this perspective, and Don knows kind of where I'm about to go with this, where I'm always a proponent of free speech. And not to get, you know, patriotic or First Amendment rights, but that's the truth. So if there's something you don't like, you can easily turn it off. You're not going to go to jail. Nobody's going to come and FBI raid you for how dare you turn off that Nick's Twitter space. No, like if you don't like what you hear it, you can do a couple of things. You can just simply turn it off or be be the, the voice of Nick's reasoning that you choose to be and, and, you know, and build it up that way. I, I mean, it's just one or two ways for me personally, but here's the bigger point, And I definitely wanted to get Dom's opinion. I didn't think we would have time to address it on this episode. I'm actually for this, whether we agree with other Nick fans and their opinions or not, but this is most much needed. And especially when it comes to the media, I am a big fan of social media when it comes to everybody having a voice because Dom, I, I, I couldn't wait to address what I, you know, I think you may have seen the post Dom where how are you an NBA hall of famer and analyst and not know who an NBA player, let alone a top 10 pick is. And I'm talking about Shaquille O'Neal. Like, how do you not know who Rui Hachimura was? You know what I'm saying? That's embarrassing because that that's the that big problem I have. That wasn't on, that was in, huh? that was intentional, slight. He he knows who he is. That that was intentional. It's kind of like he's a nobody. I, he's a nobody. I don't know about that. But but I don't I, I don't I don't I'm not because that. because I'll, I'll say this I'll say this, Stephen. I mentioned it to you that some sometimes you and then forgive me for saying this, but it's just me again with my honest opinion. I look at some of these people, the Shacks, the Barclays. They've gotten to the point now where they can say and anything. basically do anything they want, and everybody's going to be goo gaga, goo gaga, when when they're not really even having an intellectual conversation. So right, it, it's I agree. Lost to me, and you know what, guys, I don't watch that show no more. I, I very seldom watch it, ESPN. Right, I don't need right. that it, in my life. I'm, in this, I'm, I'm, I'm smart enough to discern right from wrong. Who's this? Who's that? It, it dumb. There, there's plenty it of dumb. places I could get this from. It dumb, and that's the it's same sick. approach I'm saying. Is the same approach you're doing with the media, the networks, is the same approach I want you and have, whether you agree or disagree with Nick Pins and Nick Twitter spaces. If you don't agree or you don't think it's legit, just simply turn it off right. like you're just doing what you just said. I agree with that. But that's the point. Like, like they'll say anything, and that's the biggest point. I'm glad we have all these a million Nick shows, a million sports shows and podcasts, because I really believe, Dom, you already know how I feel about this, a lot of people don't check the people who are in the position to know the shit. 
and they give it a pass. They make excuses. They they'll say, oh, that's just Shaq being Shaq, or that's just you know that's just TNT, or that's just ESPN. Like you got how do you like how do the everyday sports fan player know these players and then play and the guys who's supposed to be totally analysts not know it? But an an NBA player and, and Av, I know you had your wars with the guy, but he at least he goes out and he doesn't bite his tongue where a whole bunch of these dudes they ain't say shit. They ain't say shit. I have a lot. I have a lot. I know you had to stop with him, but I can at least give it. I have no problem. He'll call it out. I give it to him. I I have my stats with him, but make no mistake about it. I have a lot of respect for him for what he, you know, for for when he does call call bullshit on that. So you know, for that, I give him respect. I mean, I like. Of course, nobody. But you see, that's the difference between um, being a, being a brand and being a man. And some guys, right. some people just forget that you know that you're not a brand twenty four seven. You have to be a man every day. But mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Right. Yeah. Right. The whole thing with Shaq not knowing not knowing the player Barkley does the same thing. Like who's this guy? Like who's that? Well, like, it's, it's the same thing. A, same approach. It's more, but I'm saying it's more of a, it's more of an entertainment thing. It, it's 450 players in the league. You got to know right. Rudy Hachimura is the starter. He's the only Japanese player in the NBA. So that that I can't believe that he was serious about that. So some of those well, like, I, to me like some I don't of that think he, stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't see. I don't. I, I, you see, I always feel that Shaq, you know, likes to play dumb. <laughs> And he's a very right, much more exactly. intelligent person. So, so I think yeah. a lot of times he just plays dumb just to just to fulfill a, a role or a need. Just like you know, just like a lot of the talking heads that you see on the on, the, on those big networks on ESPN and, and things of that sort. You, you know, you have a lot of guys that fill a certain persona to to drive up the entertainment value so you can boost the ratings and sell marketing space. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get on to the grades. The New okay. York Knicks. Are coming in. You know, we just I'm exited. I'm All Star Weekend. We have 22 games left in the season, so it's not really the midway point. But it's All Star break, so we'll call that the midway point. That's the quote unquote official midway point. And we got some grades to deal out for some of these players. Steve, are you ready to you know to, to, to start digging in? Yeah, do that. How you want to do it? How should we do it, Professor? All right. So how should we do so, it? So 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 I'm gonna so, so I'm I'm gonna give a name. And I'm going to yeah. give them my quick grade, and okay. you can either you can I, I, I won't go any further. We'll go, you know, you guys can give, you, give us your grades and the, and the reasons behind it, and then I'll, I'll surmise it up, and then we'll just move on to the next player. We'll try to get through these quickly because some of them, you know, some of them um, you talk more than others. You can talk about more than okay. others. So let's, let's get it started. Since he was a, since he was on the opening day roster, let's start it off with Cam Reddish. Now I just gave him a pure F. <laughs> Steve, yeah. you're up. F, yeah, F, definitely F. I mean, whether it's not, whether he it, it was him getting into the game or the coaches prevented him to get into the game. What's the unknown is we don't know what happened in practice. Like what's going on? That's their audition to get or make the rotation, but outside of that first game in Memphis, and then maybe a game here and there, he only showed up every three weeks when he did get the playing time. Um, talented, but didn't have the motor. Yeah, definitely an F. I, but the Memphis game alone was an A, but outside of that was F, man. So F for me for uh, – an F for Cam Reddish. 
Dominic, you're up. Ask for Cam Reddish, or what do you got? I'm, I'm going to pass on that because he's not a Nick no more. I have no interest in that. I have no interest in him. I'd rather just stick to what we have. He's gone. I wish him the best. Bishop, you're up. Um, so I'm like at a, at a quandary because I think he found himself like he, either him or his representation just talking too much. Just play. Just play. It's like you, you can't demand playing time if you haven't earned it. And no matter what situation he goes to, he's going to wind up in the same situation. He came from Atlanta in that same situation. Then he came to the Knicks and found himself in it. So you got to look at yourself in the mirror and ask, what am I doing wrong? What am I saying wrong? Just play ball. Everything else has sort itself out. He's a good young player with some good qualities. He just needs consistent playing time. But you can't get that if you keep running your mouth and talking about what you deserve. You haven't earned anything. You don't deserve anything. So I'm not going to give him a grade. I'm just, you know, just, uh, <laughs> he, he, needs to, he needs to watch what he says and to who he says it. Very well, Derek. Uh, um, uh, obviously, you get, I give him an F strictly on the fact that it is inconsistency and then, of course, just the, the obnoxious following, which is not his fault, but the obnoxious following of fans saying that he should get playing time, considering that he hasn't earned it. The, um, the guy has showed no motor. He really didn't show any kind of evolution in his game. When you get the opportunities, you have to take advantage of them, and, and he obviously did not. So he gets a, a definitive F for me, complete fail, and, and I'm glad that he's gone. So from Cam Reddish, let's go on to somebody who's been on the team for a little bit longer. Let's go with Derrick Rose. Um, Derrick Rose, to me, um, he doesn't get the F because of the lack of playing time, but, I, but he gets B because he does do I, – I mean, we don't know what he does on, on the lock, you know, in the locker room or what he does on the bench, but he's a great – he's a good – he's still a very good um, veteran presence. Obviously, Tom Thibodeau still loves him to death and wants him on the team. Beg for him not to be traded. Steve, what do you think? Uh, my grades are okay, – here's the disclaimer. All of my grades are based on what I see in game action. I can't go off of what he's done on the way to the tunnel, to the locker room, the team bus, the flight, the hotel. I, I can't speak on that. I haven't seen it. I only speak on what I see in in-game. So my in-game grade for Derrick Rose, on the fly, I'm giving it a C. I've, and I hate to say it because he's a, he's a high school legend from Chicago, see me in high school, a monster MVP in his league, and you just seen him disintegrate, you know. It's not the same level Derrick Rose, and we all know that. And um, the games that he appeared, um, it looks average. He missed a lot of layups um, when I see him play. And I think, I think the coaching staff knows the writing was on the wall and he needed to develop guys behind him get let you know let the young guys play so yeah i gotta give him a c man it's average um not above average and not below average uh for the time i've seen him play so derrick rose c all right don derrick rose i I have to give him a high for incomplete He, he don't have enough minutes I mean, he was barely cracking. Like, I think he's averaging maybe possibly through the whole season, like 12 minutes a night. And that goes back to when he was getting some run. He hasn't played in who knows how long. So I, I got to give him an incomplete because I, I, I'll i just wait till we get to the guys that are actually doing something. 
So, nah, he gets the eye. He gets the eye from me. All right, that's fair enough. Bishop, Derek Rose. Bishop, you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever since, uh, ever since the coach came up with the magnificent nine, um, guys that could give you something are not being allowed to unless somebody gets hurt, something like two people get hurt, then he might get some run. So can't really give him a, a grade based on this season because his body of work for this season hasn't really been – he hasn't done anything. So I can't say he's good. I can't say he's bad because he hasn't, he hasn't had enough playing time. I got to agree with Dom on that. So. Very well. So I'm going to put that. I'm going to put that an NA or IC. Which one do you want to go with? Uh, NA. All right. So from one of the older Knicks on this route to the to the newest Nick, Josh Hart. Now, obviously, he's, he's been given <laughs> great reviews since he got here. I, I'm giving him a B plus for his addition and what he does. Uh, obviously. I think he can do a little bit more, but he's just getting started just three games in. Steve, your thoughts? Josh Hart in his limited time, A. I mean, absolutely an A because this guy will do it differently every night. If you need a night where he's just going to get you, he's going to fill up the stat sheet, where, but it's just low numbers, but his impact in the game is just uh, incredible. Defensive round, especially his rebounding ability for a guy who's 6'5". Then there was one game he what went for twenty off the bench in that second game. Um, for his ability and his role, absolutely an A. Absolutely, he's the spark, the dog the Knicks needed uh, to at least try to get to the second round. A for Josh Hart for me, absolutely. Outstanding, outstanding, uh, Dom, Josh Hart. I I, I got to give him a B because you know what. <laughs> It's weird when you when you look at his numbers and you look at what he's doing on the Knicks. He was he was like a ten eight guy before he came to the Knicks, and he's eclipsed that in almost every game. So I gotta give him, I'll give him a B because he don't have a lot of time. So I don't have really a lot of judgment to judge him on other than looking at his actual numbers for the season. But again, guys, you know I'm a numbers guy. If you look at his numbers before he came to the Knicks and then go see what he's done in a Nick uniform, he's actually eclipsed that. Now, the reason I won't go overboard with the grade is can he continue it? Even if he don't, guys, if he still goes back to being a 10, 8, and 4 guy coming off the bench, that's still outstanding. But I got to give him a B because we have very, you know, just a little showing of him. Though that showing is awesome, I got to pump the brakes just a bit. I give him a B. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Bishop, Josh Hart, your grade. Well, um, we haven't really seen what he's going to do over the long haul. We have an idea on what he's going to offer. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to continue doing that because somebody in the Knicks organization is uh, dealing with another player with with white gloves and don't want to offend them. And his presence represents everything that we're not getting from that position. So I don't know if he's going to be able to continue with the opportunities. Uh, I don't know. 
Um, as far as trying to give him a grade for, what, three games, it, it's, it's too soon. It's too soon. I got to see him perform at that level uh, for a few, for his last 10, 15 games, then I could say, okay, well, he's going to get this great, a definitive grade for me. If he could go back to being like that oblivious, he could just guard and he can't shoot and not really a part of the offense and so forth. So can't really give him a good grade. Uh, that's fair enough. So far you have yet to grade a single player, but it's it's all good. It's all good. Um, I, I'm, the next player I got on here is Isaiah Hartenstein. I gave him an A-, minus, mm. um, just his acquisition and what he's been able to do. I mean, yeah, you, you know, there's some, some things that you, you, you can still approve. That's why I won't give him the plus. But an A- minus, nonetheless, I mean, what an addition this guy's been. Um, rebounding defensively, um, you know, setting picks. He, he, he can shoot the jumper from here on out. He, he's doing the things that Mitch, Mitchell Robbins is not doing. So uh, A- minus for me. Steve, what do you think? Ooh, Hartenstein. You know, I think he could do more, honestly. I'm probably going to give him a B minus, B ish, based on his role. I mean, everything, all my grades are based on their ability and what I think their role, or if they lived up to their role. I'm going to give him a B minus, B minus, B. I think, you know, when they signed him, they wanted him to be a stretch five, and I don't think he's really shown that ability. I mean, it's the reason why they got rid of Noel. It's the reason why they went in a different route and get a different type of big. And the reason why they got him from the Clippers because they thought he was going to be able to shoot the rock more or shoot the perimeter. And I think that's something I thought I would have seen more and expected more. And I don't think on that aspect he has lived up to it. But to your points, Av, he's kind of did his job, especially in the absence of Mitchell Robinson. I'm going to go B minus, maybe B, somewhere in that range from B minus to B based on his role, his what he's done since you know coming to, coming in as a Nick. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, can't give you can't go overboard. Dom, Isaiah Hartenstein. You got you guys know how goofy I am. I actually took notes before we started this, and I actually combined Sims and Hartenstein Hartenstein together, and I came up with ten and almost eleven. And then I looked at Mitchell Robinson, who was giving us seven and eight. So when I took both of them guys, I was like, hey, you know what? That didn't come out too bad, considering we was missing our starting center, who we just gave $15 million a year to. So, I, again, I combined them both, and I came up with, like, a B-. minus. Because think about it, guys. Again, I'm crazy with numbers. They're both together, whether we like how they're doing it, they're both giving us more than what Mitchell Robinson gave us. So, yeah. I'll combine them both and give them a B minus. That's, I guess that that works. Bishop Isaiah Hartenstein. So uh, for Isaiah Hartenstein, I'll give him a B. The reason why I'm giving him a B is because um, they brought him in. I, I thought they primarily brought him in to be a like spelled Mitch and spot level. And he's proven to be a whole lot more than just uh, a big that could just come in for like 10, 15 minutes a night. On some nights, he's proven that he, you know, can get those 50-50 balls for you. He can hustle and get rebounds. Offensively, I figured anything that you get from him as a bonus, 
because he's he's kind of limited offensively. So anything that you get from him is a bonus. Um, yeah, he's seven feet, so he's going to be able to dunk the ball. But I'm talking about like the floaters. If that's all we really see from him is like floaters and rolls to the basket. So and he's consistent with that. So and he plays halfway decent defense. And he's not a defensive stopper or anything, but he will play halfway decent defense. At least be a nuisance that way. So I'll give him a B for his performance thus far. All right, all right. So A's and B's all around for Isaiah Hartenstein. So let's move on from from a big man to a little man. Deuce McBride. Now, I gave him a B plus. He gets an A for effort. He gets an A for intensity and, 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 and a lot of other things. But, um, you know, one, his, his minutes are going to be cut down, um, obviously with Josh Hart being there. And, two, I really would like him to work on his shot selection a little bit better. But um, all in all, I, I think he made, a, you know, a vast improvement from, his, from, from, his, from last year. So, Steve, Deuce McBride. I'm with you on the vast improvement. I will give him a B. It's above average. It's not a C. I think he's done what's been asked. Um, I don't know if I agree with what you just said about shot selection because I don't think he's actually looking. He started to look for a shot a little bit more before Josh Hart came to the team. That I seen. And I think a lot of my um, great about Deuce McBride is what I seen him at West Virginia, and I saw the you know the limited games when he was playing at Westchester. How he had this ultimate green light. I I thought he would have had more, you know, push for his shot, his own shot, you know, coming off the bench. But it's kind of like he defers to quickly, kind of in a shy role, kind of goes off to the uh, the wing to you know stand stand there. But defensively, he's always been a pest. I give him a B. Um, I thought I would have seen a little bit more, you know, because I thought he, I think he has it in him. I just don't think, you know, he kind of defers a little bit too much for me. Uh, but I, I, I still think he's still above average. So I'll give it a B. All right, all right. So far, Dom, do you agree? Uh, I, I, I got to give him a C. I, I, I commend him for how hard he plays and, and the tough. But I, again, I look at numbers. This guy in ten games has probably shot twenty something times. Some games, some games he didn't get up no shot now. Probably no fault of his own. But then when he does shoot them, his percentages ain't that good. 33% from the field, 28% from three. I like him because he's hard-nosed. But overall, I ha- I'd have to give him a C. He's got a lot of room for improvement. Don't get me wrong. It's just will he get it. So he's in a tough, he's in a tough position. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, Bishop, Deuce McBride. Um, I'll give him a B minus. Simply, you know, you know you're gonna what you're gonna get from him on the defensive level. You know you're always gonna get hard nosed defense. He's gonna be a disruptor. He'll go from end to end. He'll guard full court. So I I I, I like that part of his game. Um, it's like I I keep hearing about him scoring thirty in the G League and scoring forty and putting up buckets, but for some reason it never pans out. It's like you need to, in your minutes, you need to at least be able to consistently hit, hit jump shots. They don't have to be threes, but you need to be able to consistently hit jump shots. And he hasn't done that thus far. Um, he does, uh, yeah, he does have a lot of room for improvement. Um, for what they need him for right now, I think, you know, he fits the bill for that. 
Um, but I think he could do more. He could do more. All right, all right. So B's in one C for Miles McBride. So let's go from 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 McBride to somebody who doesn't see the floor very often anymore, Evan Fournier. Now I gave him a C plus. Frankly, he's still the same player that he has been. The only re- the only reason he's not getting to play at times is that he he doesn't play defense, and he has a, you know a lot of better defenders ahead of him. But for the times that he does get on the floor. He does his job. He knocks down a few shots, causes causes a problem for the opposition, and he's still a consummate professional. So I, you know, I have to, you know, give him a little bit of a curve on that one. C plus for Evan Fournier for me. Steve, what do you think? No, I'm totally different on that, man. Um, when you're getting paid the money, he's getting paid of Dom and Bishop, and you set the next record for three point makes. You got to come back with another banger year. I'm giving him a D, man. And that, like, he's in the same, he's almost in a similar position like Cam Reddish, like finding minutes. Like, how do you, you know, you're a free agent signing and you're li- you're literally getting paid and not producing. Um, I, I, that's, I, that's a big bother for me, Av. Like, that's a lot of assets to a guy when he was there. Defensively, he's a big liability, and it's the reason why Grimes is taking the spot as far as a guy who could play better defense. Defense, he's weak. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I got to give it a D, man, based on, you know, what I've seen on the court. And even even if he was coming off the bench, he did some good job. But that's not necessarily why he, we brought him in in the first place. Uh, year number two has been a big letdown for me when it comes to Evan Fournier. So I'm going to give it a D. All right. Uh, fair enough. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. Dom, Evan Fournier. I got to go with Steve. I got to give him a D. I mean, I give him credit. He sat on the bench forever. When he came in, there were some games he actually did a little something, something. But, no, I hate to say he should have been traded at the trade deadline, but that's water under the bridge now. Overall, I have to give him a D. And, and again, makes all the sense in the world. I mean, I, I give him a little bit of a curve just because of the, the appearances that he has given. But, Bishop, what's your grade for Evan Fournier? So for Fournier, I'll give him a C. I think that um, part of that you can't really – I mean, he's a casualty of a deficiency in the starting lineup. Um, you knew what you were getting when you signed him. He's never been a great defender. He puts forth effort. He's almost a 40, 40% three-point shooter. That's why you got him. So if you were expecting him to be that stopper at this point in his career, that that's, that's a false expectation. I'll give him a C for the fact that he couldn't, he's been in the league for long enough to know, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that I stay in the rotation? And he hasn't done that. So I'll give him a C for his performance thus far. Um, career-wise, like I said, he's almost a 40% three-point shooter. But if that's the only thing that you offer, you can't even be a deterrent. Nobody's asking you to be a stopper. Just be a deterrent at your position. That's a problem. So, And he's not the worst defender on the Knicks, by the way. <laughs> really? In my opinion, he's not the, he's not I, the worst I, defender. I, I, I'm now kind of curious. Who's, who do you think is the worst defender? We'll get to that. 
Oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Hot take. Where we're going. All right, so next on my list is IQ, Emmanuel Quickly. Um, I give him an A-. minus. He finally stepped up and, and, and is playing the role that I think that um, – that's been asked of him. Um, he's not a point guard, yet he's running the point a lot. He's, he's doing a lot of the ball handling. Um, he is getting a little bit more efficient in, 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 um, with his three. My only gripe with him is that sometimes he does take a lot of um, unnecessary force threes, and um, he does kind of like, you know, take the air out of the ball a little bit. Steve, your thoughts on Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, he's a little tricky because he had a roller coaster of the season, man. He started off real slow. Remember, Coach Chris mentioned that, and he was actually correct. Then, then when RJ got hurt in that Dallas game, he actually—I was at that game down in San Antonio where he went off for 36 when he started uh, in a loss. But I gotta give him—I'm gonna say B. I think uh, this is something like he's done a good job. There was one game he had like 14 assists. Yeah, he's had some good games. He's really hard to grade, man, because he's so, you know, in and out. His free throw shooting has dipped. Like, he used to be a 90% free throw shooter. That's, like, low 80s now. And that's not where he should be. Um, and I don't like the shot selection, like, sometimes, like, you know, you know, pulling it up from, like, Stephen Curry range and missing it. Um but he gives you a spark, but it's not an A for me, but it's not, he's above average. So he's like about a B for me as far as where we expect him to be. But you know what? It's always a problem with me when it comes to him, Av, and Dom, and Bishop. It's, I, I can't unsee what I see with Tyrese Maxey. They're always joined at the hip for me, those Kentucky players. They came out the same time. I see the development from one guy, and it seems like quick on some nights is there, but he's like two steps behind where Maxey should He should be where Maxey is. And that's where I am with, with quickly. So I got to go like about a B. Free throw percentage could be a little bit better. But he's actually had to – he's been playing better better than at the beginning of the year. So I'll go B, about a, about a B. Wow. So quickly is always going to be in Maxie's shadow, according to Steve. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just like Knox is going to be with the – just like Knox is going to be tied in at the hip with the Bridges guys and, and Michael Porter Jr. That's just the way it's going to work. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Dom, that, that is IQ. True. That is true. I got I got to give him a B minus because you know what? The one thing he's doing better is playing defense. His defensive rating has went up or down, depending on how you look at it. So he's playing better defense. His shot, and here's the thing, guys. I remember somebody telling me this in the beginning of the year. If you go back and look at his one, two, three years in the league, it's hard to do, but Somebody had did it. His field goal percentage from October to January is like a 360 come January and beyond. It's like January something clicks in his head and the shooting becomes what he normally will do and even better. I mean, remember, guys, he didn't start off great, but he's still averaging 12, and he's shooting 43% from the field. 35% 35% from three. So he's basically at the league average in both categories. So I, I got to give him a B minus because he, 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 again, somebody said, I don't know if it was Av, there are times he turns back into that quickly where you want to just grab him and quickly sh- 
choke his ass. But I got to give credit where credit is due, guys. He's playing much better defense. He's playing much better defense than he has. And, again, if we could just erase October and start the season in January, he'd probably be shooting 50% from the field and 45% from three. But we can't do that because it's a whole season. But, yeah, he's a beating like this for me. Wow. <laughs> IQ, a threat in January. Uh, it's maybe because he's MLK Day. Who knows? Uh, Bishop, Manuel quickly. Uh, I'll give Emmanuel quickly a B plus for the simple fact um, he is uh, when Brunton is hurt, he, he steps into that starting role and is able to hold the fort. Um, mainly at the second round, was he drafted in the second round? Or low first round? But he wasn't even uh, 22, to, to about 22. 22. 25th. 25th? Yeah, 25th. 25th pick. Yeah, so that's not, you're not really expecting anything. And his role on the Knicks, especially like in that second unit, I think like he's being stifled a bit in that second unit because normally they wouldn't have any starters in that second unit because um, what's the name can't really coexist in the in the uh, starting unit. Then he comes in and he stifles the the productivity of the second unit players. Emmanuel quickly, uh, McBride, um, Grimes, these guys are the ones that should be flourishing in that second unit. And they don't. Even though Grimes starts, he's going to get most of his baskets in that second unit. But they can't do that because you've got the big, the big thumb in the middle of the court that stifles everything. So despite all of that, he still, you still know what you're going to get from him night after night. You still know what you're going to, for the most part, he's going to play hard defense. He's going to force the defense to be honest. And he's developed a nice little floater game, a nice little float game. So he's not just a jump shooter. He can penetrate and float as well. So I, I give him a B plus overall. That's it. Please. Very quickly, B minus for me in terms of Jericho Sims. Um, I think that um, the fact that he's getting playing time is great. Um, I just wish that he would, you know, develop a little bit more. He's getting the time, so can't tell me that, you know, he's not getting the time, you know, especially now with Mitch Robinson um, being out, you know, with, with, that, with that injury. Um, I would – and, I mean, I've seen the highlight of what he did at the slam dunk competition. I mean, this dude had all the time in the world to come up with something more, more fantastic. He came up with that, whatever. B minus for me for for Sims, um, Steve. <laughs> I didn't see none of the slam dunk, so I had no idea what you're talking about. But as far as what he did as a Nick on his role, eh, B minus ish. I'll say B minus. He's doing exactly like for me when I grade a guy and he's. The C is where you're expected to be, and he's kind of done what he what I expect him to do. You know, he's just a role player, going to get your rebounds, catch a oop here and there. Uh, you, you definitely got there's definitely room for development to get stronger. But uh, B minus for Sims, he's kind of doing what I expect him to do, and he's doing okay. So he's about B minus, slightly above average. All right, all right, Dom Jericho Sims. Yeah. Well, I already combined him and. Uh... 
Hardenstein, so I'll keep him with a B minus for both of them. He can the one good thing about him, guys, you see a little development. He can move. You know, he can actually move pretty fluidly. Will he I don't know if it's the Knicks and there's a disease with big guys taking shots, but he he he's got at least some room for development. So can't beat him up that bad. I'll give him, like I said, him and Hartenstein, I combined for a B minus. Yeah, that, I, I should have just penciled it in right there and just skipped you there. Bishop, Jericho Sims. Yeah, Jericho Sims, I'll give him a C, a C plus, actually. Um, I'm expecting him to be a bit more, like, offensive, especially since they're running, like, pick and rolls. Like, he plays, like, he'll get you rebounds, he'll block some shots, but he gets a lot of stupid fouls. And it's just like you got to be able to score more than just putbacks. Like, you got to be able to roll to the basket like the pick-and-roll league. We'll set some screens, roll to the basket. You can jump out the gym. So once you get the ball, it's going to be pretty hard to stop you in that area. You, should, you can't just be uh, throw your oop or get a putback. you gotta be, you got you to gotta have some more flair in your game. I'm trying to think. You gotta, he's got to have some more flair in his game. And he's also got to stop getting, like, just, like, stupid fouls. So I'll give him That makes sense. That makes sense. Fun. All right. So, so, we're, so, 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 so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, you know, to, to the more playing time next. We're going with Obi Toppin. Um, Obi, he gets a C- minus for me because if we're grading it, the C is, is about average. He's exactly where he was last year. And the minus is because there really hasn't, to me, hasn't seen any kind of progression. Um, and it's kind of disappointing considering that the amount of playing time he's getting, he's there to back up Randall. And the offense, it, it, I mean, him just sticking to the corner is, oh, it, it makes me yak. Steve, take it over. Oh, man. Uh C minus D pluses, which is surprisingly he's shooting better from the from the three than Grimes and uh, <laughs> RJ Barrett, so I can't give him a full D. Uh, I'm gonna go D uh, D plus C minus because I really and I don't know if this is a hindrance on the coaching staff and development because this is a big Knicks issue. I think he could do a whole lot more uh, based off of his ability, his fluidness. I'm just tired of the chucking up the threes, even if he's at the league average in three. He should be doing a whole lot more with rebounding defensively. Um, yeah, he cherry picks a lot because, you know, he wants to get the highlight dunks, make sports center and shit like that. And we got to get winning. Guys go winning basketball. Like, uh, nah, man, I I, I got to go C minus D plus, man, because I think he could do a whole lot more um, for his role and his ability. So far, we're even keel there. Dom, Obi Toppin. Is it Dom? You, you, you call Dom? Dom, yes. Dom, Obi Toppin? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll give him a C- minus because you know what? He really hasn't improved. Talking, Speaking of Twitter, he's the Twitter buzz because he's going to be the next Connie Hawkins. But his numbers don't change. Earlier in the year, he was shooting high from the three-point line, and some Knicks fans put up American Sniper, and now he's shooting 34%. He is what he is, man. This is what I keep trying to explain to people. Sometimes you are who you are. 
if you're that tall, I don't care how many minutes you're getting, and you're only getting average of three rebounds a night, there go that cherry picket. There was far too many times earlier in the season, he didn't even stay back for the rebound. It's like somebody finally got in his ear and said, okay, enough of the cherry picking. We need you to hit the board. You're coming in, taking the place of a guy getting 11 rebounds a night, and you're running down the other end of the court. No, that's not how the game works. And it seems like he's still the same guy. People could blame Thibodeau with him standing in the corner and whatever he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. I think he has it. He's another one that I think has a low basketball IQ. He was used to going to the basket and dunking. And when you take that away from him, he's just an average ball player, and he's a sort of like a ball player that we haven't got to yet. So, yeah, he gets a C-minus for me. No development whatsoever so far. Uh, so far, it's it, it sees across. Bishop, Obi Toppin, what do you think? Obi Toppin, I'll give him a C-minus. I was expecting a lot more from him. Um, seems like the only thing that he's capable of doing is dunking a basketball and threes. Um, there's no defense. He's a, he's a he's a liability on defense. He can't guard anybody. And for his athleticism, he should be a superior defender. But he's quick. He can get off the floor. And he's athletic. So I, I don't I don't understand what the difficulty is with you playing defense. Like, a lot of times he can't be in the game because he's a liability on defense. I think if he was um, hungrier, meaning like, you know, if he was more of a threat on offense and can hold his own on defense, no matter who they're playing. Like, so when they play teams like Boston and Tatum is out there, that's the guy you should be guarding. Or Brown, those are the guys that you should be guarding. And he's never on a premier offensive player because he can't, he can't play defense. This is his, what, third season? And you still, haven't, you still haven't shown that you can guard anybody or that you can be on the floor consistently and don't not just run to the three-point line. Or, or, or cut out for fast breaks for, for cherry picks. So um, I'm disappointed in him. Like I said, I know it, part of it is his development would have happened within a second unit, but it's kind of stagnated because when some players are in a second unit, everything has to go through them. It's a pecking order. It goes through them. But it's like he's got to carve his niche out and he's got to give them every reason that they have all the difficulty in not playing him, and he hasn't done that. So I'm going to all right, all right. All right, hey, so Ev, he's across Ev, 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 real quick, uh, we're running out of time. Uh, we, we, we'll try to go as far as we can uh, to conclude this episode. But we've got Oreo with us. Let's bring him on. If he could give us his grade through the first half for – Obi Toppin, and then after that we'll go back to you. Af, what's up, Chief? How you doing? You got Don with us, Bishop. Well, you got a grade for first half for Obi Toppin, sir. How you doing, sir? Are you talking to me? Yeah. yeah. What's going? You talking on? to Ariel? Yeah. Oh, what's up? What was your question again? I couldn't hear you. It was breaking up. Oh yeah, we're giving we're giving out first half grades for the season, and we're on Obi Toppin. Uh, Don, I mean not Don. Av, what were, did you write it down? Who, who? What were the grades for uh, myself, yourself, uh, Av, and uh, for? So, so I got um, I, I gave him a C minus. You gave him a C minus. Dom gave him a C minus. Yeah. Bishop C minus is all the way around. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the same thing, man. I'm gonna give him a C minus. 
uh, because I'm going to put a simple fact, man, is that I, I, the problem I have with Knicks fans, especially Knicks fans, some of them on Twitter, is, um, you know, <laughs> they'll sit there and they'll compare OB. I know a lot of people that sit there and basically, like, threw shade at Randall, but will give big ups to OB and saying that OB is not going to be able to ever show what he got because he's not getting the minutes. And I got, I got, I can't go with that narrative because I, I feel like it's a play in the NBA, especially the NBA is different than uh than it's in the college game. You know, you've got to remember people say you know he played you know the way he was playing and um you know when he played for Dayton, but they got to remember too he was going up a bunch of against a guy like eighteen and nineteen year olds, so you can't really put too much emphasis about what he did in college and NBA because that was the case man. There was a lot of guys that should probably be successful in this league that flamed out, and he's one of those kids. Don't get me wrong, I love the kid. We drafted him. I'm going to support him until, you know, the day that we trade him because I don't think he has a place on this team. I met him. He's a, you know, he's a nice kid. I met his father. I saw him open at night. Um, you know, he comes from a good family. He's a good kid. But as far as basketball-wise, I just don't see the fit because, you know, a lot of people forget we drafted him, even though I really wanted Halliburton in that draft. We drafted him because he was supposed to be Randall's replacement because Randall was coming off a really crap one of his worst seasons. And we didn't think that Randall was going to do what he did during the COVID year. And obviously the bounce back that he had this year, there's just no place for the kid because, you know, people say, well, well, Tibbs don't run enough place for him. I said, well, I've seen plenty of instances where Tibbs is yelling at him to get out of the corner, number one. Number two, I don't think he has the – he doesn't have the sheer strength that, that Randall has. So people want to say, well, you got to run some, some pick and rolls for him and stuff like that. But you got to remember, Ovi is not a big, not a big kid. I don't think he has the strength. To take it to that, but he's a lot of, he's very tentative too. And that's another issue I have with him is that when I see him, he's not posting up, you know, shorter players or he's timid to post up shorter, shorter guys that he can basically have him at will if he wants to. But I don't think he has the confidence. And I think he's got too comfortable neandering in that three point line and leaking out and not getting rebounds. And those are the type of things that irritate me about him because I've seen him up close and personal. Like he has the athleticism, you know, for a guy his height. You know, he moves around a lot, but I just don't feel like. He has a fit on his team, and it's not because Tibbs failed him. I think that, you know, he, there's no way that – if it's, I remember somebody had said in the space today, too, that Randall, if they, if they, if they took over less minutes from Randall and give um, Obi more minutes, that you'll see what Obi can do. And I can't digress with that because if you take – if you give Obi more minutes, that's more of a walking cone on defense. You're going to surrender more points. It's going to put your team in a deeper hole because I've seen it happen so many times where we have leads and then it, it just goes away. Because you know he doesn't have that that uh, defensive acumen that Julius. Yes, Julius may take some plays off, and like a lot of players do. But I also seen Julius at least make a lot of effort and guard up against like the other team's best player, like when he was locking up Giannis uh, a few weeks ago, and a couple of other guys that he was um you know they had, he had to play against some real physical. I don't think Obi could ever do that because Obi just doesn't show that that consistency defensively. So I just All don't right. see him a place for him. I don't you know I don't know if he has a place in his league. Um, he definitely has to upgrade himself in a lot of different areas, rebounding, um, oh. not neandering oh. on a three-point line. It's not his strength, and I just, I just don't feel like you know he has a, a place on his team. And it's not, it's not that the Tibbs failed him. It's just that he's just, I don't, I don't see it. He might, he might be a bust, man. I don't like to throw that uh-huh. word around a little lot, but he might be a bust. But you say that to some Knicks fans, it's like you're a hater, and you don't know what you're talking about. But a lot of people are just emotionally attached to certain players. Same thing with Cam Reddish, and he falls into that same conundrum. Wow. So um, thank you very much for that. You know what? Um, this conversation is just too much for the, for, for the fan forum, and we have to start at five to do. Um, still, so what I'm going to do is once we sign up, we'll do final thoughts here. I'm going to go on Twitter space. 
I'm going to go on Twitter space. The, the very thing I just said I wasn't going to do, I'm going to do it now because this nice. conversation needs to be had. So let's do the so we have the starting five remaining. So <laughs> let's just go ahead and do our final thoughts. Steve, we'll lead off with you, your final thoughts on the grades and um, anything else you want to mention, sir. Yeah. Yeah, man, we're going to have to, if we're going to do a space on the Knickerbocker Avenue's Twitter, uh, let's do it, man. We got to get some to some other players, give them their grades. I look forward to that. I got time tonight. Uh, good episode. Uh, Av, your epic rant on Nick's Twitter space. Or you missed the early part of the show. That was funny. Um, uh, let's see, man. Uh, I've been laying off some space for that reason. A lot of guys don't talk ball on <laughs> and they talk about players, their favorite players. Yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, the the Rick Podcast with Ranger Proud episode. Uh, check that out. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Going to get into some easy spring training with the Yanks. Uh, be on the lookout for the uh, the Giants and the, and the and NFL offseason talk next Hello. Thursday. I have, uh, and we'll, we'll have all the updates uh, later this week. Right. So go ahead. Uh, uh, that's it for me, man. I'll, uh... All right. Thank you very much, Dominic. Your final thoughts on the grades and um... – well, you'll be joining us on Twitter Space right after this. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm pretty sure Bishop ain't because I don't never see Bishop on Twitter, so we're going to miss out on the Bishop. But my my final thoughts are, Ariel, next time, come on earlier, damn it. Steve, I'm headed to Florida in March. I'm finally going to check out some spring training and some exhibition games. So <laughs> let's, let's get this popping. Yeah. Oh, in, ca- in case you're in the area. <laughs> In case you're in the area, Steve. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. Start, I wish. I'm starting out. I wish. I hate Where to you, say this. You, I'm starting out with the Mets. Where'd you going to Miami? Starting out with the Mets. I'm going to Port St. Lucie first, Steve, because my son happens oh. to live an hour from there. So, And it's four hours to Tampa. So we're going to start out with the Mets, see how far we get. And but it'll no, be the first time I ever did it. But Don, wasn't you going like the like you were in the suite at the Miami Heat Arena or some shit? You're like you're always in like yeah, Florida, man. <laughs> oh, they, they came and grabbed me. Said, "Hey, we heard you was a combat vet. We got a seat for you." I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah." So now me and my son, we we've never done this, and since he's been living in Florida, I'm like, "Hey, you know, this got to be a good opportunity." Again, I'm not a I'm not a Mets hater. I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm not a Mets hater. And since they live, they play so close to where he lives. We're gonna gonna ride down ninety five, go to Port St. Lucie if we have the time because he does have a job. Then maybe we'll drive down to uh, Tampa and see the Yankees. But before I go, see me and you got to hook up in Scranton this year and go see them rail riders. Oh, PA, okay, beautiful stadium, Steve. I've been telling you. All right, sounds like a plan. All right, all right. I'm now looking at flights to go down to the Forest State Lucy to check out the Mets with Dom and them. But uh, let's see. Bishop, your final thoughts, sir. Would you be joining us? Yeah, I'm. Uh, the Bishop is allergic to uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but uh, too much, uh, too much ignorance that goes on, on Twitter. So I try to, uh, I try to restrain myself from jumping in the cesspool. So I'll have to hook up with you guys on the next go round. <laughs> All right, Ariel, you want you, you want do you have any more final thoughts before we go on? And will you be joining us on on, on the space right after? Oh, no, he's gone. He's gone. He uh, he hung up. He hung up. 
All right, all right. So for Dom, for Bishop, Steve Azul, I'm your boy, Nickelbacker. If you haven't done so already, please check out Orange and the Blues, still available on Amazon Prime. Um, and, you know, let's get ready. It's Friday, the next return return to action, coming back up on the break. Let's, let's see, what, you know, how these next 22 games get graded and then how we're going to go forward. But for, for Steve, for Dom, for Bishop, for Ariel, for everyone, I'm your boy, Nickelbacker. I'll see you on the Twitter spaces because now I have to right. set the record straight. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.